I want to spend time with my family, I shouldn't read a front of code puzzle before uh, spending time with them because <laughs> I, I cannot think of anything else except yeah. solving this problem. Right. You don't yeah. get taken by the hand directly, so you do need to figure out, okay, this algorithm mm -hmm. might work. Yeah. That's uh, also what some people say, like, oh, this is nice, oh, back to university time, going yeah. back yeah. to my yeah. old uh, course books. Welcome to the Bowl.com Tech Lab Podcast. Before we dive into the subject of the episode, a small announcement about the holiday season. We will also enjoy a two weeks off during this Christmas and New Year's period. We hope to see you back in our second season of the Bowl.com Tech Lab Podcast. And now the subject of today is totally in line with the holiday season. Time for the advance calendar in many different formats. And one of these formats is Advent of Code. The Bold.com tech community is participating. So let's dive into the subject. Yes. Um, so in brief, every day in December, a new little programming challenge is to solve until December the 25th. And the aim is to unlock every start. Unlock every start. Problem solving and a good exercise for the upcoming Bold.com Spaces Championship. That's how Eric uh, announced this on, the, on our workplace. So time to introduce our guests and ask them how Bold.com is doing in this challenge. Uh, so today we have uh, two software engineers uh, on the show. Erik Tillema from the logistics uh, domain and Kars uh, Tanking from the, yeah, the webshop uh, part of our company, basically. Uh, yeah, Both uh, driving forces behind the Bold.com uh, community participating uh, in the advent of code. So uh, yeah, good, uh, great that you're here. Thank you. Great to be here. So, yeah, please explain, what is the advent of code? Well, like you already said in the introduction, the advent of code is a advent calendar um, of programming puzzles. So every day, um, a new puzzle unlocks, and it's very, well, there is uh, some flavor text on um, some story about saving Santa, basically, and then a problem description, um, and then some input you get that's personalized to your account. And then you just have to provide the output that's fitting the problem. And how you get to that output is entirely up to you. Yes, but usually um, you would need a computer to solve the problem because it would be too hard, too uh, much work to solve it by hand. Yeah. Uh, but there are people solving the puzzles in all kinds of ways. So uh, typically you would write a little piece of code in any progress um, programming language that you like, like Python or Kotlin, mm -hmm. Java. Uh, but there are also people solving it in Excel, for example, yeah. or okay. exotic languages. So yeah. And how? But in, if there, if everybody does this in, uh, let's say, his own language or whatever, how do you compare? How do you? Because I think that that's also a part of the the whole. Yeah, because it's advent of code and we're going to do a peaceful Christmas and stuff like that. But there's also competition in here, Definitely. right? Yeah. So there is a leaderboard and whoever gets their solution first gets the most points for that day. Okay. Um, and then, well, it's a leaderboard that just goes on. There is a generic leaderboard for the entirety of the advent of code. That's mm -hmm. just everyone who participates. Um, I think it goes to 100 places, but it's, I don't know exactly how many people participate. I couldn't find those stats. Um, and then you have a private leaderboard that you can just create and people can participate by link. And that's what we did as well. Mm -hmm. So we have a private leaderboard that's open to people. Well, that we shared with people that are 
working at Bol.com and they... Uh, okay. And how many people are participating from our uh, site? Uh, we have more than 30 people participating cool. now from Bol.com. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And you really see that um, some people, they they uh, keep up to date and they solve it every day mm -hmm. immediately. And some people take more of their own time. So they solve it whenever they feel like uh, solving mm -hmm. the problems. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's really some competition going on in, in the top five of people try to solve it uh, yeah. every day and also as fast as possible. Mm. Yes. Um, I should also mention that the puzzles are released or unlocked every day at six in the morning. So if you really want to be the first to solve it, you have to get up early. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And people do now, especially for this? Or um, are that people that naturally stand up like at five in the morning or something Ki like that? <laughs> I think it's kind of that. Um, the, the top two, Jan uh, Kuipers and Ivan van Van, um, both have a, have a schedule where they get up early. And now instead of... Uh, working out in the morning, they first do the advent of codes or... It's their way of working out. <laughs> it's their way of working out, yeah. Hey, but who, who's organizing this? What what uh, um, institute is behind this? It's organized by a software engineer. I think he's in the US, Eric Wassel, who is, uh, well, a software engineer who built some frameworks, who's doing some contract work as far as I could see. And he just does this every year with a small group of people. And then... Yeah, there's not a lot uh, known about it, but <laughs> it thinks, I, I think he just makes it for fun because yep. he likes to, yeah, as a project for himself, but also for the the bigger tech community in the world as mm -hmm. a little bit of, yeah. uh, to promote software engineering, problem solving. Yeah. Okay, cool. So so in, in Bol.com, we are participating with uh, 30 people. Yep. What What's the total number of uh, participants? I'm not sure, but it's really in the tens or hundreds of thousands. So it's like a well, world. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. typically you see that there might be tens or hundreds of thousands of people solving the first puzzle, and then it becomes a little bit less and less. Yeah, it's yeah. because, yeah. I just I just grabbed the stats uh, page of the Advent of Code, and it's something around 80,000 people have one star, or well, have one full day completed. And then around 100,000 people have the first half of a day completed. So the puzzle, you start with a fairly easy variant. Um, if you solve that, you unlock the more advanced variant of a day. So you get two stars a day. And then in the end, you'll have 50 stars if you finish all the puzzles. Finish them all. Yeah. yeah. So th that's quite a number, uh, 80,000 to 100,000 people uh, yep. starting this. Yeah. So um, th this isn't the first year he's organizing this, uh, right? So yeah. how, how long is this already going on? I think this is the uh, the fifth edition, uh, if I'm not mistaken, started in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the concept has been the same, but I think it's gaining in popularity, so there are more people participating now. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and you can still do the 2015 edition if you'd like to, so it's just archived uh, on the web. Yeah, and, and why did he start it? Do you know? It's not. He doesn't state any reason, so it's probably just a, well challenge to himself and then a something to share with the community but it's uh, not something I could just quickly find out uh, directly so cool yeah and and, and maybe yeah, if you're you're listening to this podcast you never heard of it yet have an eye on it next year uh, I would say yeah. um, can you share some examples of, of great exercises you did and, and things you get along yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so every day is a different puzzle, so it's also nice that uh, they are all a little bit different. Uh, some that I like include, for example, um, you have to 
figure out the maze and you're a robot inside this maze and you have to find your way out of the maze. Um, so this is a little bit of problem solving skills. If you want, you can use graphs or uh, depth first search or a breath first search. Um, other puzzle uh, could be you have a set of planets and uh, Santa Claus is on one planet, you're on another planet, mm -hmm. find the, and you can hop from one planet to another and find the shortest route from you to Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, so that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, in the end, it's a, the input you get just makes it a tree and you have to figure out how to traverse that tree. But the story itself is nice because it's like this, this year's theme is Santa Claus went off in space and he didn't come back. And you have to, well, get into a rocket and help the elves get back, uh, get Santa Claus back. So it really builds up. So this was day four or something like that, where you were like, well, first you need to figure out on which planet Santa Claus even is, and then uh, then we can get there. Yeah, there are also puzzles with some math involved. Um, for example, there was a puzzle where you have a system of four moons and they all have gravity pulling each other towards each other. And then you have to sort of simulate the um, movements of the moon. They will start rotating around each other. Um, mm. And then the question was, uh, how long does it take before all moons are back in the original position again? And uh, so first you have to simulate this whole gravity <laughs> thing, and yeah. then you have to do quite some, uh, there was some math involved to make sure that you actually get that value because it takes a very long time. If you yeah, you can't just enumerate all the possibilities and then just figure it out because that will take too long and your computer will just, well, start running. Did you already spin up some cloud nodes to, to get some extra <laughs> compute power? To <laughs> well, the problems are meant to be solved within, well, I, th I think the statement is 15 seconds on all our hardware. So it's, it's really meant to be accessible and inclusive. So it really should be something, you, you code the solution, but the algorithm itself should be efficient enough to work. Um, so in my case, I, I did some, uh, well, I did everything in Kotlin. And then I tried to do it as functionally as possible because I don't really get to get around to doing that style of programming normally during my day job, not that much. And then it's nice to be thinking in that paradigm for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, just uh, solving one of the puzzles. Uh, I had running uh, had a running computer that was doing a lot of recursive calls and then suddenly I had a stack overflow error because if you do recursion, you start doing all the calls on the stack and suddenly your stack runs out. And then it was quickly fixable by moving to a slightly different style of, of doing the recursion and everything worked out. So that was one of the cool things um, I found this year is that last year's they had all kinds of different puzzle problems and you just get your input, you get a problem description and there was not much continuity. Mm -hmm. This year you actually had to program an interpreter for a integer code uh, programming languages. So the input is a list of integers and they have a meaning of an operation with their arguments. But you really reuse that computer every few days and you add things to it. And the robot example that Eric just mentioned was the brains of the computer, of, uh, of the robot is that computer and you your input is a program that runs the, the robot in, yeah. well, by way of speaking. By the way, also maybe interesting to mention is that um, depending on your skill levels, this is also a nice way to start with a new language. For example, mm -hmm. you see that people start solving all the puzzles, but they use Rust or uh, maybe 
you haven't experienced Kotlin at all or Python, and mm-hmm. they, they think, okay, you know what, this is like a fun little challenge to start with a new programming mm-hmm. language, and then you learn something new also in that. Yeah. Are there, are there still also ways that because um, when you try to solve something with a new programming language, you sometimes run to the issue that you're really not sure whether you can really solve the problem or that you can solve it with this language, actually? Are there also... Mm. Uh, most problems are general. Uh, they can be solved in any programming okay. language. So yeah. it's never that they would require a certain library that mm-hmm. might only be available for certain languages. Yeah. yeah. It's typically basic algorithmic stuff. But sometimes you have a luck, luckily, well, you have the luck that your language has a library that just generates permutations for you. So you don't need to rewrite that yourself. Of course, then the challenge can also be like, how do I create those permutations myself? So within the challenge, you can still pick your own challenges as well. That's also what you're stating, both. Yeah, yeah. There is an entire subreddit of advent of codes, people trying to solve things in a specific way or animating their computer, how it's running, or it's really mind-boggling how much cool stuff people can come up with. And how, how creative they also get in a way with uh, while uh, working or making the, the challenge more challenging for them or yeah, fitting absolutely. their needs. or Because that's also what it's about. It's about these puzzles. And as a yeah, software engineer, you want to solve puzzles, right? <laughs> but also you want to, yeah, you, you're looking for a certain puzzle because that's even more, it's even more satisfying to solve or to, to work on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and you see, we also in the bull.com we have the, our, our hangout channels that we use to communicate about this. Mm-hmm. And what you typically see is people solve it, and then they, of course, think, hey, but how did the others do? Yeah. And uh, we usually share our uh, code so you can check out the other's code and mm-hmm. you can see, hey, wow, you did it in that way. You did it completely different. Yeah. So you learn some things, you share your thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's pretty nice. That it really yeah. lives a lot among. People so, participate. Yeah. So, yeah. so this this uh, sharing of code is done on on that website. No. Um, so you can just well, you do, you're not obliged to share the code. You don't have to submit any code to Advent of Code. They just give you an input that matches a certain output. So you just give the output in an in a form. Um, sharing of code just happens through GitHub or GitLab, just exactly. a pri- regular ways. private or yeah. a public repository. Yeah, so because if you have to evaluate uh, the the results of eighty thousand uh, people, then the the outcome of your code should be really simple, right? And it's just a number or yeah, yeah, okay. number or some letters. Yeah, so smart thinking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. while we're yeah. uh, discussing this, I'm also comparing it in a way to a hackathon, where you also do uh, try to solve some puzzles that you came up with yourself. And yeah. but I think that here the the comparing uh, and and the learning from each other because you've worked on the same problem. Uh, you've to, uh, and so that that is in a whole other dimension than with a ha- with a hackathon. Is that also your experience? Um, yeah, definitely. It's it's more. Um, yeah, you do get to compare things, or if you're mm-hmm. stuck, you can look at what others did, not just within our Bolt.com community, but also outside of. Oh, well. Sure. So yeah, definitely. Hey, and uh, how do you combine this with uh, with with your work? <laughs> Because you want to, you want to be the first. You want to 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 be on top of the leaderboard list. Um, I must admit that I have spent some time uh, working on Advent of Code puzzles during work time. Ah, the product owner is not listening, so it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I did as well, but I do t- try to keep things uh, within limits, and then 
it's also like I try something out and if it doesn't work directly, I get some feedback of my program or some debugger that I on where I went wrong and then I just let it sink. And uh, maybe when I'm at home, I walk the dog and it suddenly snaps together like, ah, oh, wait, this is how I solve it. Um, for me personally, it's not about getting on top of the leaderboard. So that helps in getting the pressure off. <laughs> um, so like I said, the people on top of the leaderboard currently, they just do it when they get up at six and then they finish the program, uh, finish the problem. And then that's about it. And do you also have already some, some challenges that uh, you had this in the, the back of your head all day long, but you couldn't trigger it or couldn't find it out. And then uh, only the next day you had it. Not directly to the next day. I had one where the, the Santa finding problem, I was uh, doing this completely from scratch. So I didn't uh, actively tie it to an existing algorithm, even though one probably exists about finding ancestors in a tree. Um, I made a mistake somewhere and I was like, okay, I can't figure this out now. And I just went and did something else, just did the laundry for an hour or so. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, I'm doing this the wrong way around. If I twist it around, it suddenly works. And that something like that definitely happens. It's funny because I was just asking my colleagues what they think about the advent of code just before uh, now. Uh, they were also participating. And uh, one of my colleagues mentioned, well, um, if I want to spend time with my family, I shouldn't read advent of code puzzle before uh, spending time with them because <laughs> I, I cannot think of anything else except yeah, solving this problem. Right. <laughs> and and that, that's what I like about it. Your problem-solving skills will really be triggered, so you will be constantly thinking like, hmm. So there's yeah. this yeah. Yeah. process in the back of the head constantly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So nice. So yeah, uh, other nice challenges you you spent your time on that you and that you really learned from. Trying to think and going a bit over the list. I, I haven't completed all the challenges so far yet. So I, I did look a bit at it. Um, I saw some interesting things coming up with uh, programming a complete arcade game inside the or using the Intcode computer. So the the computer you're building during the challenge. Um, let's see. Yeah, so just the writing of the computer for me as well. It, at some point, I got stuck in some adding some features just before it was finished. So I really had to rewrite a lot of it. And then things did turn out to be nicer, um, but it was quite a challenge to get things working together in the paradigm that I chose for programming everything. So yeah, I guess and, and, and if you you were also mentioning, well, yeah, yeah, the colleague who says, well, yeah, I can't spend really uh, time with my family or really have uh, <laughs> mental space <laughs> for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's more the case. Um, how does this interact with, with yeah your your daily work as a, as a as a programmer as a software engineer where you also yeah are uh, yeah we're not, we have not the easiest problems to solve around here. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, for me and the web shop things are different uh, enough uh, in terms of the problems we're solving in the web mm -hmm. shop are have to do with I/O with getting things fast and performant, but. Uh, Advent of code is puzzle solving. It's typically algorithmical, so it's a lot. It's a different type of problem solving, which sort of can coexist in my mind, at least. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It's a different kind of problem solving compared to work. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But I do think it's really a helpful skill to um, to have this uh, also in your work experience. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's. If I feel it really contributes to to. Um, uh, uh, yeah, to finding approaches that will also um, yeah work for your work work actually because you you yeah. you build experience with problem solving and, and puzzle solving Absolutely. and really um, 
gives you new angles which you uh, you can experiment with mm-hmm. uh, t- try some uh, uh, different approaches and uh, yeah uh, that of course gives more experience uh, which which helps you yeah makes the next work challenge be more easy absolutely yeah it's definitely and and even if it's not the direct same type of problem mm-hmm. it's always about breaking down problems into smaller mm-hmm. chunks things you can handle um, reading a lot of natural text that's sometimes fictional and then figuring out what the bits are you need uh, that's definitely something that comes to use and then also the ability to try out different languages or languages that you do use but not as much as the main language so things like kotlin we you don't use it that much mm-hmm. yet but it's something we do want to use so you get some features of the language you're not normally exposed to so that's really really nice to be able to be doing great great and how, how does this, because at um, some university, college, you also have like these algorithm uh, courses. How does it relate to these? Are they like the same kind of problems that you're solving here? or I think it's pretty strongly related, yes. So um, mm-hmm. if you think about courses on algorithms, this is typically the kind of uh, puzzles that relate to that. So this actually kind of, uh, 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 yeah, where you have to show up and do this all again, basically. And... Yeah. But then in a fun way because there's a competition involved and uh, yeah, yeah absolutely there's puzzles involved you get a feedback like hey this is correct you don't yeah. get taken by the hand directly so you do need to figure out okay this algorithm mm-hmm. might work yeah. um that said the parts where you so that there's definitely a difference between the problems where you have to solve a multi problem mm-hmm. yeah. or some optimization problem and those typically come from algorithms courses or that's uh, also what some people say, like, oh, this is nice, all oh, back to university time, going yeah, back yeah, to my definitely. old uh, course books. Yeah. Actually, yeah, they, they want to relive kind of that experience again. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then without the stress of having, uh, having your uh, <laughs> thing graded, it's just yeah. a competition between colleagues yeah. and possibly the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about competitions between colleagues. Um, I think, Eric, you said in your... Um, Workplace post to, to to get people on board. Uh, yeah, see it as a, as a nice exercise if you want to participate in the Bold.com Spaces Championship. What's that about? Yeah, it's uh, something new. I'm not in the organization, but uh, from what I heard is, uh, yeah, it's going to be an internal uh, Bold.com Championship. That, uh, from what I heard, might someday even become uh, available for people from external as well. Um, and it's then about competitive programming. So uh, again, about problem solving skills and algorithms and data structures. So similar to the advent of code. Um, maybe a little bit more serious, harder problems and a very limited time. So this, the first edition, we will have 90 minutes to solve a number of problems. Uh, so you have to be really uh, uh, coding fast uh, to solve as many mm-hmm. puzzles as, as possible and uh, to win. So and when does this start? Do we know that? Yeah, it's tomorrow from four to uh, six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, it's that's co- good for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a recurring event. So uh, it's, okay. It's okay. Hopefully, yeah. the first of many, yeah. and uh, yeah. hopefully, lots of people will join. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So solving as many uh, as much as uh, possible in ninety minutes. So that's that's yes. uh, yeah. yeah, that's stressful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, maybe before we go to the closing round, um, is there something uh, particular that you want to, to share about this? Um, um, uh, yeah, I was 
recommend it to anybody if you like problem solving or learn a language or even if you don't have any ex uh, experience in coding and you would like to start that this mm -hmm. is a really nice way of starting and there's yeah. lots of information on the internet and people doing it so yeah. you, you would never be really stuck yeah and it's a, it's also really nice if you do this with a group of people that that are somehow connected like colleagues mm -hmm. where you really can learn from each other challenge each other um, and really well help each other out occasionally it's really yeah. one of the nicer things is, is it really is a small community that comes together in this period to each work on these things Nice. Wait, Paul, awesome. you know, questions left before we no, go to yeah, the closing round? Let's go round. to the closing round. Really well, let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to summarize for our listeners, could you share your takeaways <laughs> with us? Um, I think if you do something like Advent of Code or some other programming competitions, you really learn to challenge your problem-solving skills in mm -hmm. terms of, well, solving something with code, with algorithms. And it's a fun way to really try something different or really try to to try something different or really try to challenge yourself basically mm. yeah yeah I, I completely agree and uh, as you already mentioned also if you do it together with a group it's a lot of fun because you share your experiences and uh, have some discussion about it and you will definitely learn something from each other mm. yeah. yeah nice I, I'm yeah, a couple of episodes ago we, we talked about hackathon and uh, one of the, the items in the hackathon was uh, also Focusing on, uh, uh, well, it was for non-engineers, <laughs> so the, the thing with the Robotica. And now you're saying, okay, you can even start this with without being an engineer. So yeah. maybe there's a signal for me in it as well, just to start with with items like this. So I, I found it really uh, interesting to to have a chat uh, with you uh, on on this topic, uh, Erik and Karst. So yes, thanks for sharing your your insight. And uh, yeah, let's see. Maybe next time I will be on that list as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe even in Excel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excel. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the episode, check some of the others and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. And if you like the podcast, please leave a five-star review. Hope to meet you in one of our next episodes. Have fun.